We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Okay, Alphas, we are here with the now veteran uh, Tango Alpha Lima host, Ashley Gudermuth. This is show number two. She's done twice as many as the last time you saw her. Are you feeling more comfortable? I It feels like I'm settling into an old lazy boy, just sure. sinking in as I age. She, I think she called me a lazy boy and was inappropriately uh, posi- uh, propositioning me. But I'm going to... You read that or- correct. Did I say that out loud? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, our cancellation is going to come. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So we have a really good show today. Um, we didn't get to do our headline topic one last time because you were our headline topic one Ooh. last show. And now I'm going to... Ba-ba. Ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen... Ashley Mary Gudermuth is doing our headline, topic one. Yes, she, yes, she is. All right, everybody. Do military families need their own bill of rights? Military.com. Uh, so here's what we got. On the surface, Heba Abdullah, who I know, Heba is awesome. Uh, she was the 2022 AFI, which is Armed Forces Insurance, Air Force Spouse of the Year. She is living the dream. She's working in her desired career field while living overseas as a military spouse. That's awesome. We all want the overseas tours, right? Because you get it's like something a little different. It's awesome to be able to experience those different lives. But there's a price for that dream. She pays 40% of her annual salary in taxes to a foreign country because she is married to a United States service member stationed in Germany. She, like many other military spouses, has learned that the laws intended to protect military-connected personnel and families often miss the mark. Military spouses like Abdullah often can't vote in the local communities in which they live, nor are they officially part of the military. And because local, state, federal, and international regulations and laws are written to address the needs of a typical American family, they rarely address the unique circumstances experienced by military families. International agreements rarely consider spouses and families. They're written to protect those who have seats at the table, the United States and the host nations, and their interests. It is not in the best interest of a host nation to open jobs to military spouses, losing taxable income. And it's not in the best interest of the U.S. to renegotiate international status of forces agreements or SOFAs to go to bat for us. Uh, Yes, this has been an issue. When it comes to things like voting, there was even there was a a representative from one of the states. There was a was a terrible headline. And I watched the video and it just made me cringe to death. I wanted to jump into the sea. This woman was advocating for military spouses to not be able to have it to be able to vote as easily as military counterparts uh, overseas. And her background, it's not that she didn't want them to vote at all. It was just there was a measure that was being implemented that was going to make things a little bit easier. And she said, no, military spouses aren't in foxholes, so they shouldn't be allowed to do this. Well, guess what? If you're in a foxhole right now, you're probably being hazed. Like, (laughs) like nobody's in foxholes. None of them are. So. They said that's that was her logistic uh, thing there. They're not in foxholes, so they shouldn't have any accommodations made. Well, 
they were picked up and moved around the world to try to support the military, to support their family, to keep everything together. So I am all for supporting the military spouses. How do you feel, Jeff Daly? And a military spouse's bill of rights, right? Um, well, I feel I like it, it's, it's a very general. It's a very general question they're asking. I, I, I would prefer to see what it actually says before. Yeah, I mean, I yes. line up behind those sort of things, <laughs> but um, this is this is bigger. This is another topic that's bigger than it appears at first. If you don't take care of the military family. What's going to happen when that enlisted person is up for re-enlistment? They're out. What's, they're out. Um, do you really want your person in a foxhole or whatever to be worried about the uh, their, their military family more than they already are thinking about them, worrying about their well-being, worried about their uh emotional state back home because of things that are under our control no we need uh, i think this is something that uh it's clearly an issue and it 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 does need to be addressed um i don't i don't know why they were talking about vote oh now i get it i re i misread this and i thought it was i thought it was silly journalism that <laughs> people were worried about being able to vote in the foreign country like I live here, therefore give me my citizenry rights of this foreign country to vote in this foreign country's election, but they meant being located physically in a foreign country and voting back We're in voting these, back home. Yeah. these United States. These, them. Yeah. And it, it becomes a, a big issue. There's a lot of things that impact uh, how military spouses are able to work. You go overseas, they're not, they're not allowed to work anymore in some, in some cases. Uh, and they, you know, they're, they're setting aside years of their careers. There's a 22% military spouse unemployment rate and people need dual income. So that just takes a huge hit. And especially overseas now, I don't know if you're tracking the, how high the utilities rates are um and the one of the solutions was hey here's uh credit cards with low interest that you can put put it down on so it's it's rough out there and i don't think we need to make it any rougher for military families i'm all about making things easier so people stay in and so that they encourage those we're losing those legacy recruits of people that are like i'm not going to tell my kid to join because my wife or husband can't get a job we're having trouble affording food where we've got all of these things stacked against us and it turns into a national security issue. And you will hear me say this over and over again. If you don't support military families, you don't support the military. Shove it. If that's your attitude. I know that's not yours, but. <laughs> it's not mine. Uh, so I do not take offense. I've never been a military spouse. Uh, well, there's still time. You and me. Well, <laughs> well, well I guess I would, I would, I would have to join and I'm mm -hmm. willing. You're willing to join the military me. to make this work. To make this uh, work. <laughs> well, it seems like uh, we need to take a holistic approach to this military family, and we're probably not going to solve those problems today. But what we can talk about is a holistic approach to military readiness for our troops, and we have some guests that are subject matter experts on that. Today we'll be joined by Lieutenant Colonel Sean Donahue and Alex Morrow with the U.S. Army Holistic Health and Fitness Program, also known as the H2F. 
I wonder if they say hotel to Foxtrot. I don't know. They should. I just read the letters. Uh, they will talk with us about how they pro how they program really how their program aims to not only improve personal readiness for soldiers but also addresses issues with recruitment and veteran health care. We'll be back with Lieutenant Colonel Donahue and Alex Morrow right after the break. If you were stationed at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, you and your family may be victims of toxic water poisoning. Cancers, birth defects, deadly illnesses have all been linked to the contaminated water. With passage of the PACT Act, the government is ready to be held accountable. You could be awarded financial compensation for your suffering, but you must act now. Get your free case review. Call True Law at 833-686-4242, 833-686-4242, or visit justicecamplejeune.com slash T-A-L before seeking any legal representation regarding the Camp Lejeune Justice Act. Make sure you speak with a department service officer of the American Legion to better understand your rights. All right, Alphas, we're going to do something new today. We have two gentlemen here who are going to teach me something that I do not know. To me, fitness was always pain leaving the body and uh, an eventual VA disability rating in the United States Marine Corps. But they have come up with a different way. Please welcome Sean Donahue and Alex Morrow here to talk about H2F. Now, I typically, I, I give all Ashleys the, uh, the first question, but I just have some clarifications. Could you please end the debate on what H2F actually stands for? Yeah, absolutely. So holistic health and fitness, it's the Army's number one priority in, in the human domain right now. So that's that's the H2F. There's many acronyms out there, but that one's ours. Okay. And 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 Alex, if you could just if you could just say briefly what that means. Yeah, so it's a, a huge investment in a little bit more proactive approach to soldier health, performance, fitness kind of stuff. Um, people might be familiar with the kind of interdisciplinary human performance staffs you see in pro sports, or if you've been in the military, you might have heard of some of the programs in the special operations community. This is bringing that kind of thing. So like a really strong team of experts, physical therapy, nutrition, strength and conditioning, all of that to soldiers across the army. Outstanding. Uh, now that we have the baseline information, I'm going to pass it on over to my colleague, the similar haircut. That's right. Uh, I let Jeff cut my hair. Thank you so much guys for being here. I'm excited. Okay. I have a few questions. First of all, uh, Sean, you are a surgeon, right? Well, okay. So that's, yeah. So that's my title is surgeon, but I'm a physician assistant by trade. Uh, the, the title surgeon really is an administrative name that goes back, uh, oh gosh, to the revolutionary war almost. Um, and uh, just the note, someone who has a medical background and advises the commander on medical topics. So you're cutting up paper, not bodies. 
Oh yeah. No, I now have a good time. Don't get me wrong. There's a toenail or, you know, something that needs to come off. I'm more than happy to do it, but no. Yeah. <laughs> You're jumping in. Well, one of the things that I read in your bio that really stood out to me was uh, when you went on the military tropical medicine course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I find that really interesting. Did you see a lot of really gross things in that course? <laughs> you have a, a great opportunity. You know, you see all those great pictures that are, you know, maybe emblematic of, of someone who's got some horrible third world disease, but it's really sort of a, it's interesting when you get to get out. Um, and I had the privilege of going around Africa on a few different uh few different tours and uh, being able to see some of those things uh, in person, it's really sort of shocking. Um, there's a, I mean, it runs the gamut of, of things that are out there and, and the bugs that can get after you. So it's, yeah. uh, it's really interesting field to study. Yep. Did you feel pretty confident after you went through that, that you were like, okay, I can handle I felt I felt uh, weaponized enough to know where to look in a book <laughs> and who to call if I really needed uh, some assistance. But yeah, need opportunity. <laughs> oh man, Jeff, have you had any weird diseases? We don't. Oh. Want, I, I can't talk about those things here. I'm, okay. I'm still single. So, okay. so Alex, if my my question is is this, and this is probably going to lead to some follow ups. As you heard from my intro, I, I was in the Marine Corps and what? they've never changed anything about anything that they do. They're, they're, they're still pumping out VA disability at alarming rates. Are the things that you're doing, do you see them going DOD wide and, and, and spreading to, to all the branches? I do. And as, as much as I appreciate a good rivalry, I will first give credit to the Marines. Their force fitness instructor program is doing some pretty cool stuff. Um, they've got that started recently and I know they have some initiatives tied to that, but yeah. Um, H2F is kind of the army's piece of a bigger DOD puzzle and the DOD calls it total force fitness. Um, and I would argue that we're kind of out front on this one. I'm a little biased, but all the services are aware of the challenges that are facing them. Um, not just in terms of physical fitness, but just wellness and health and things like that in general, um, trying to get ahead of some societal trends that are creating challenges for us in, in recruiting and retention and injuries and all of those things. So yes, we, we hear from the other services all the time. I absolutely see things like H2F spreading to the rest of the DOD for sure. And then I guess my, my, my follow-up to that is, do you see it spreading probably a a more basic form, but spreading over to the civilian thing, like presidential fitness thing, because this, this affects the pool from which you can recruit. You're, you're getting after the most important thing right there, right? Because habits are established before people arrive in the military, regardless of what service they go into. And there's, there's only so much we can change if somebody's already 18, 19, 20 years old and knows a certain way of eating and a certain way of exercising and things like that. Uh, I, I f- seriously firmly hope that we can start to see some of this kind of stuff carrying over. There's some really, really cool case studies on physical education in public schools, um, the Naperville zero hour study, tons of stuff out there on programs that have had a tremendous amount of impact, not just on like the activity level and fitness of kids, but once they start to improve activity and fitness, they start to see benefits in their academic performance, in their learning, in their behavior, in all sorts of outcomes. So I really do hope so. 
All right, Ashley. You know, I, I think that this is all great. I exercise a lot. I've ran every day for almost eight years. I've never missed a day. It's not obsessive. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> but um, I've always been interested in in like over the top kind of exercising like like that, like doing things repeatedly year after year. Um, one of the people I follow online, he's a Navy SEAL, but he also teaches uh, people how to become uh, to go into the military and things like that. His name's Stu Smith. And he talks about stretching and how his mindset, when he started teaching people how to stretch, it changed how they were able to learn how to do these uh, like Navy SEAL specific combat swim strokes. And it's not that they weren't practicing or they weren't trying, it's their body was physically not flexible enough to make these moves. So I think that's, it's so interesting what you guys are doing because you're, these, the people are what we need. <laughs> we Like I've never understood why if I, so I live on an air force base. Okay. If I go to the army side and I go to eat their food, why is it garbage? And I go to eat on the, I go to eat on the air force side and there's literally steamed fish. <laughs> and like we have artisanal pizzas guys. So um, things like where we need to, what you put into people and where you, uh, <laughs> where you, uh, like the the way that people are are trained and we need to take care of them and help them to take care of their bodies because that's all we've got well before you answer that please feel free to insert every air force joke that comes <laughs> bring to it on because i got my steamed fish <laughs> yeah you know so alex uh um he and i were talking about some of these very topics the other day and and uh ashley you put a lot to unpack in that to, in uh, in your comments there but you know it's one of the things that really highlights the importance of this investment in holistic health and fitness we really are referring to it as a system because um this is something that in and of itself is a, is a large program and an investment in our future um i think when we go when we go back and we look at uh, at uh, the efforts that jfk um, really put into improving society and society's physical well-being that was not necessarily a uh, an indictment against you know hey we need to have a better defense i think it was a it was a call to arms so to speak for a nation to become more uh, more fit and more healthy so that we can have longer healthier more uh, you know more enjoyable lives uh, there's as time has gone on, you know, it's, it's sort of funny. It's one of those things that um, every so many years, a group of uh, general officers will make a, make a, 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 will put in an editorial and say, oh my gosh, this new generation, they just don't get it. Um, they're not physically fit enough. Um, it's, uh, it, it's almost a perennial problem, but our perception of that problem shifts over time. Um, I think we definitely find ourselves in a, in a situation today where um, we are much more willing overall to spend some time on a device. I mean, you know, my iPhone will tell me how long um, I've spent time on, on the screen and my Android tells me that, hey, you spent, you know, 45 extra minutes on your device during your sleep hours. Um, and so that can help me, you know, be a little bit smarter to drive some changes. Um, but what you highlight, though, is it really is multifactorial. 
the reference to Navy SEALs and warm-ups and stretching and things like that. There is certainly a sector of individuals out there that getting into a gym can really be intimidating. And we want to help demystify some of that through integrated programming. On the other side, though, we definitely have a number of folks, and oftentimes I'm guilty of this. When I was at physical therapy last week, I know Jeff can relate to what I'm talking about. The physical therapist was like, hey, remember that your 10-mile workout, your physical therapy warm-ups, you know, those are just as important part of your physical training as the rest of it. So don't just think that, oh gosh, you know, I went and I knocked out my 10, my 10 mile run and that's, and you're good to go. There's a lot more that really goes into it. And it requires a personal investment, um, not just uh, an institutional investment. And then as we continue to round things out, you hit right on the nutritional domain, the amount of work that we're putting in to help inculcate, you know, kids coming off the street. One of the big efforts that we've got pushed that falls right into the holistic health and fitness program is this future soldier prep course. And if you've been watching the, uh, the news as of late, Military Times in particular, uh, just tons and tons of articles talking about how we're trying to help prepare individuals to join the military. So especially get after those who, you know, who have their propensity to serve, but, uh, but um, need to be, uh, you know, we've got some areas where we can really help them. So by getting folks in the door and teaching them proper movement habits, those uh, kinesthetics are just so important. Proper nutrition habits. I mean, my wife would be more than happy to tell you that, you know, when I came back from basic training, I had discovered vegetables. Apparently those were a thing that I had not known about. <laughs> Um, but really the quality, um, uh, is a huge, uh, portion of that. So we're doing a lot of work, uh, on the, on the early side to help kids understand what's so important. And then the, uh, the, uh, Sergeant Major of the Army continues to invest heavily, heavily into that nutritional domain and to change how the department of the army looks at nutrition and access to good food. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's just so cultural, right? When we sit down um, and we share a good meal and we have conversations, we get to know one another and that drives more of that esprit de corps and that relationship building between ourselves. And that gets us in to some of those non-physical spiritual domains, right? So man, it just runs the gamut. Wow. Well, we probably won't have Mater D's at all the branches, mess halls like the Air Force does. But the I can Force see how I can only. see how we can we can definitely do better. <laughs> uh, so we've covered we've covered kind of how this affects the, the the force readiness of people in. We've talked about. I should probably start in the middle. People in. We've talked about uh, before. What about the after? What about those? What about those wounded, those wounded Marines and soldiers and and I probably a couple airmen and coasties and uh, probably no Space Force yet. They haven't been around long enough to to uh, have, have veterans yet. I don't think. But if it because you know we're in the American Legion, and I'm going to ask you for some free advice. Um, we have. We're working on a big fitness, or actually we call it wellness, uh, plan for our veterans, many of whom are are disabled in varying degrees, mm. and we we see this as as an opportunity for for these veterans to give up some of their old habits, whether they're personal ones or old military ones. Um, because I I believe that the the ten mile run you are done when you when you're done with that. 
Um, although unfortunately I'm done after two these days, but, um, what, what kinds of things can we implement in, in our American Legion posts all across America that, that we can do and, and lead by example, lead by being better. What, what, what can we do in five seconds? No, I'm just kidding. Go on as long as you like. I promise to answer your question, but first I got to defend the dining facilities briefly from what Ashley Bring said. Bring it on, Alex. I will, I will not necessarily <laughs> defend lunch and dinner, but there is nothing better than an army defect breakfast after a good workout. That is the one meal we crush consistently. Here's what I don't understand. They, I don't think they should limit what they, like if you're a soldier going into the army defect and you're like, I will eat 47 eggs, you should be able to have as many eggs as you want. Like these are hungry people. Give them, give them that. <laughs> I don't know why they'll be, they'll be like, here is the tiniest of scoops. And then you can get back in line when the line is like four hours long. So I feel like that's something like let people eat for God's sakes. We, we have seen, this is, this is not something we have direct control of necessarily, but we have dietitians in the H2F program and they have gotten heavily involved in a few local locations in kind of modernizing the dining facilities, having That's meal great. prep options where they can take it and like freeze it or have it in their fridge or whatever they need to do all sorts of good stuff. But, yeah, okay, good. but Jeff did ask a question that I did promise to answer, which was what can <laughs> we do for like, American Legion members and after they serve. And I think first I'll say, I hope we can change the culture a little bit in terms of how service members view exercise to some degree. Cause Jeff said right up front that like, exercise is, is just pain. Right. And that's something that we do condition people. Like we get people to associate exercise with waking up earlier than they want to being colder than they want to be and suffering for an hour or so. And like not necessarily experiencing a ton of benefit from it. It's something they do for the, for the <laughs> service they're in. Right. And, and when you have those kinds of associations with exercise, you're not terribly likely to be excited to do a ton of exercise when you leave the service. Um, I, I hear way more frequently than I like, uh, transitioning or recently retired service members talking about how happy or how excited they are to get fat and happy their words. They say it every time. <laughs> and I think if we can, if we can change the concept to make it something that you really feel like you're getting a benefit from, and that requires some individualization and it requires some intelligent program design and things like that. That's all stuff we're working on. Um, where I, where I see the huge opportunity for the American Legion one, I got to shout out the VA's whole health program. They're doing some really cool things with health coaching for veterans and access to various programs. Um, but before we even hit record, we were talking a little bit about the various VSOs that are working in the, the veteran health, wellness, fitness space. And I know several of them have partnerships with American Legion posts. And I think the community aspect is so huge to changing people's ideas around fitness adding in that social element, adding in a sense of purpose. If you're the kind of person who's going to lead one of those groups and like have something you're doing for the community, finding those partnerships and getting groups together that can hold each other accountable and make it something fun and social. That's going to go a long way to just making people want to participate in these programs rather than make it feel like a chore. Yeah. So probably they shouldn't, these posts shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, they can partner with, with organizations that are, that are already that are already doing it. I know my post. Uh, a lot of a lot of my members work with. Have you heard of MVP, mm -hmm. uh, Merging Vets and Players? Uh, a lot of them work with with that organization. So, uh, alphas out there, lead the way. Get your post to partner and get this wellness thing going, so that 
you can enjoy their dues for many extra years. No, just, <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's, it's fascinating how through our entire military career from before we get in the military to long after we get in the military, that this is such an important concept. Now we've talked about it conceptually, but functionally, what, what does this mean in the everyday life of a soldier um, under the umbrella of your H2F program? Like, do they go, do they eat special meals? Do they have different uh, PT than, than the rest of the army? Like what, what's going on? Are, or are you comprehensively affecting the entire army all at once? Well, I think there's a couple of parts. Yes to both of those. I mean, on one hand, you know, this is coming out in doctrine and we say, hey, look, these are the important things. Um, these are the things that we can drive on a daily basis. And, and we help uh, units uh, identify how to program their physical fitness training, for example. And we've got some legacy programs that, that we're pulling along into and under the umbrella of holistic health and fitness and helping get them to a position where they, um, where they can be more effective. At the same time, across the Army, we are increasing some of our force strength. We're really fortunate to have the ability to, to field 110 brigades on the active component right now with a variety of staff officers to help out. Um, these are subject matter experts. So we're bringing in athletic trainers and strength and conditioning coaches. We're adding to our bench of occupational and physical therapists and dietitians. And so what we end up having is an expert advised program that allows um, soldiers to have this, this uh, individual who's in their footprint, who really um, gets to integrate with them, understands what their individual personal goals are, what the mission goals are, what their job description goals are, and can help sort of pull that together uh, and help individuals identify a program or develop a program that'll be something that helps them accomplish their mission. Um, and then that just really expands out from there. We're using um, cognitive enhancement specialists uh, within these units too. To I always, for me, I kind of look and, and go back and think about, okay, so, you know, we get ready for what is what is the most difficult thing that we're going to have to try and, and to accomplish on a, you know, a training rotation somewhere. And I think of, for me, I think of, go, uh, you know, executing a breach as a culminating event. And you think about all the events that have to have to happen backwards with that. Well, let's program against that. That's a long-term training program. We've got the short-term, the midterm, and we can build our program to accomplish all of those things. We start framing mentally what it takes to get there. Conversely, and this was something that we talked about uh, for decades within the Army is, you know, uh, especially after, you know, all the years of OIF and OEF, you know, what, how do we help individuals be better at home as well? What are those typical kind of stressors? Like, you know, there's a reason that so many of us are drawn to uh, drawn to be alphas. And that really comes back to the fact that this is a cohort that gets us. Um, you know, we speak similar languages. Uh, we're more than willing to make fun of each other on a personal basis, but don't cross us as a group. 
Um, and so helping folks understand and normalize their particular reactions um, on things dealing in sectors that make them uncomfortable, whether that's within the family or interactions um, outside of the installation, are also things that we can utilize our team to help, um, to help get after. One of, the, one of the pillars within holistic health and fitness is the spiritual pillar. And the, the Department of the Defense really recognizes that um, spirituality is a group of norms that help individuals navigate tough times. And so while in and of itself, it's not necessarily a religious-based concept, what it does heavily recognize is that we have an innate culture um, and those positive habits that help us get through are you know, paramount to our ability to be emotionally um, resilient. And that directly correlates in our ability to you know, succeed in those other domains. Just to underline something Colonel Donahue said there, we already have hundreds of professionals on H2F performance teams across the army right now. And to, to kind of make it clear the scale of impact or the caliber of professional we have and things like that, just to list a few of the places we pulled these people from, Denver Broncos, LA Dodgers, Boston Red Sox, Special Operations Command, Gatorade Sports Science Institute. These people are coming from top tier organizations that are focused on taking care of people and helping them perform. And, and that's really the difference is that inside your organization, in your brigade, in your battalion, you have access to high caliber professionals with the, the academic and professional background to help you perform your best. And I think what's important too is, as, as Jeff, you've highlighted really with, with some of those cross interactions that uh, the Legion gets with other organizations like AWG. I mean, we've got opportunities for, for individuals who are still in service and they're participating in these groups to bring those, rec those skills that they're learning on a daily basis with their, uh, with their human performance teams. And man, that's going to cross over into the civilian sector. My personal hope is that if we can continue down this road and really execute this, you know, top tier, is that we, the veterans, can be the driving force of, of health within the within the within the country. We can change the norm and the narratives, um, and, uh, and and that I mean. For me, you know, my kids will be are paying attention. My wife is paying attention to what I'm doing. Um, we're bringing, you know, we're, we're expanding our, our span of influence through these programs, and it's going to go a long way if we get it right. That's outstanding. I my only criticism is that uh, your top tier <laughs> has no champion in their sport. I'm just going to throw that out there. If um, I mean, Someone, someone's going to call me out because that was not a complete list of all of the teams these people come from. So. <laughs> now, as, no, much as, okay. <laughs> as much as my friend Chris Yates here in the Department of California loves the Denver Broncos, they are not champions. Uh, <laughs> I got to shout out Chris Yates. He'll buy me a beer this weekend, which is probably not on your probably not on your uh, H2F <laughs> consumption plan. Hey, everything in moderation. Everything. <laughs> Oh yeah, I gotta remember. I gotta remember that part. That's a lot of syllables for a marine. Adoration. All right, well, I will try to get that. Ashley, got any last words for these? How these learned you, gentlemen? These learned gentlemen. How do you feel like it's being received? I can say okay. from my perspective, the the biggest concern I have going forward is that the demand is higher than we can keep up with. 
the the units that have it right. love it and the units that don't have it see what they're missing out on and want it now and there's only so fast you can hire people and roll out a program like this so i think the reception from my perspective at least has been fantastic that's awesome like it sounds more like you need a train the a big train the trainers and have a, a h2f officer in every every unit interesting that you say that um, one of those things is already happening and the other one is in future plans as we speak. That's great. I'm ahead of my time. You're ahead of your time. It sounds like a great program. I'm so glad that you're taking care of the military and hopefully it's something that can be re replicated everywhere so that everybody's that, that all they have is their body, right? You only get one of them. So let's take care of them and make sure we're taking care of the future military, current military and people that are retiring. I'm with you. Sounds good to me. Absolutely, and uh, and I'll echo that. I, I I thank you for, uh, what's, what's the obvious is the the wellness and the, the whatever. But the other, the other problems that you're solving, are equally important. Um, we're not we're not filling our quotas and recruiting for, for reasons that are beyond the recruiter's control. There just aren't enough people eligible, which is really fascinating to me that uh, either from a physical standpoint or academic standpoint, which uh, you said there's, I think Alex brought it up, that there's evidence to support that uh, improving one area improves the other. So it's, it's, it's fascinating work on many different levels. It does help each individual and that is awesome and great, but it also helps the entire uh, service branch and, and eventually hopefully the entire DOD and eventually hopefully to Legionnaires so that I can increase uh, my my dating activity because it's, <laughs> it's getting a little squishy. But uh, thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for your work. And I can't wait for our alphas to get uh, all this information from you. And they have so much I see Super producer Holly over here typing away with the resources that you've given us, and uh, hopefully they will they will take heed, and you guys will be rock stars signing books the next time you come back. Well, <laughs> I look forward to staying in touch and continuing to help any way we can. All right. Fantastic, absolutely appreciate it. So, Alphas, when you go on this little break you're about to go on, don't go get. The Cheetos, I'm about to throw mine out, uh, do a little stretch and come back so that we can talk about these learned gentlemen when they're not here and they will have to wait till the, till the episode airs to see what we had to say about them. Ooh, we're going to do all that with you after the break. When our nation's veterans came home from serving their country, the American Legion helped them with the GI Bill to get a head start. When they came home from Vietnam, we helped those affected with Agent Orange to get care and compensation. Now there is a new war raging. Unfortunately, it is being fought in the hearts and minds of those who served. Veteran suicide is the most important issue facing veterans today, and too many are battling it alone. So join us. Make the pledge. Be the one to help the American Legion end veteran suicide. Woo, I hope you enjoyed your break. I hope it was healthy. I hope it was holistic. 
and I hope it was fun so that you will continue to do it into the future. Uh, Ashley Gudermuth, sir, what are your thoughts on H2F? H2F, I love what they're doing. I love that they're thinking about ways to try to improve soldiers' bodies. You know, keep the, this is the the most prized possession we have are these people that are willing to do these jobs and to teach them how to take care of their bodies, which trickles down into their families. I think it's going to be beneficial for the army overall, and then hopefully trickle into the other services. I do. I, I, I think... And it's hard, it's hard. This is difficult for me. It's right. difficult for me uh, coming from the old Eagle Globe and Anchor well. to think that yoga is going to be part of uh, my PT. You can do yoga with guns. Yeah, but I, I, can bear, I can't imagine breaking a limb doing yoga. So it, the extreme what if you were... nature, the extreme nature of it is is of military pt to me i mean in boot camp i saw a guy fall off an obstacle and probably no. broke his back and i'm like oh god that's an obstacle worth mastering so that you don't yeah that is an obstacle i don't know what yoga for marines would be i think if you can get yourself into a nice enough position and then they can use you so they shoot underneath you or if you you, you have to try to shoot your instructor that, right. But they are so flexible that they can just keep moving. They do that matrix thing. Yeah. See, Maybe that's what they're going that. for. We punched it up already. That's <laughs> what they're going for. I'm in. I would do the, that. The matrix bullets flying over. All right. So I think they're, they're doing the good work. I think uh, paired with our, our fitness and wellness series, this would... Uh, this would go along well with that. I love that. And I want to thank them for being awesome. Just thank you. In addition to what they do, they were both just awesome. And can I say my brief time in the United States military, my highest ranked commanding officer was the same as the Lieutenant Colonel there. So I I kind of felt like I was in trouble because it's the only time you, you, you speak to the Colonel is <laughs> when you're in trouble you don't just go shoot the poop see how oh god no 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 i know this is only my second episode but we are going to stay away from toilet humor jeff daily <laughs> golly shoot the poop oh right. no <laughs> i didn't even... all right you know what you know what it is you know what time it is time you've been is here but you've been here before oh I'm I'm locked. And here's what I do that bugged old Ashley. I would I would blow the smoke away before we even shot. <laughs> oh, it bugs Holly because I like to go. Uh, we're now ready to enter the we're now enter ready to enter the Tango Alpha Lima firing range and get to the rapid fire. Pew 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 pew. And Holly's even doing it off camera. We love it. Mm -hmm. One day I'm going to, I'm going to get uh, Jarek to steal that and put it on so she can join us for pew pew. All right. Rapid fire. Number one, no barriers. Warriors seeks veterans with disabilities for 2023 backcountry expeditions on February 1, 2023. 
That deadline's coming up, people. No Barrier Warriors will launch their 2023 program season. No Barrier Roy- No Barriers Warriors programs helps veterans with service-connected disabilities to redefine their identity, purpose, and community as they face past and present challenges. Their programs challenge veterans to critically think about where they are in life, where they want to be, and how to get there. Their experience gives them new tools, strategies and drive to overcome barriers that are holding them back as well as a new support team that will be with them throughout the program what do we think it's all in the wilderness it's fresh air fresh ideas i like it i'm i'm interested in it i think it's it's neat there's one thing i've always wanted to do i run a lot and there's a thing called the barkley marathons and in or, there's a netflix special about it in order to enter it you have to um be invited so you have to run a lot of uh like 100 milers ultra marathons and then you uh you get invited in and then the you know the race is started by because an old man uh smokes a cigarette there's no entrance fee. It's just a license plate. And then it's a hundred miles. You have, I believe, 24 hours and you don't know the path. You have to figure out the path by finding books in the woods. And there's only uh, like four people that have finished it. So I, this reminds me of that where you're just like, all right, let's go in the woods and see what happens. Because they, because yours, they give you a manufactured disability of not knowing. Uh, no, not knowing where, where to go. Yeah. And also you have, you're not also not allowed to have any support team. So it's all you for those hundred miles. Well, I think this is infinitely better. Uh, they yeah. have a built-in support team. Uh, and as like uh, the original uh, Mark CV said, you you put any any group of veterans together with something to do and it instantly becomes therapy. So um, I hope they find a lot of worthy people to get involved in this. And I hope they do tell them the path. That would be so sad. Be sad? No, be exciting. Come on. Let's get don't lost in the emulate, woods, Jeff. You don't and me. Emulate the Barkley or whatever she called it. Uh, you wouldn't eat me, would you, if we were in the woods alone? I'm moving under rapid fire number. <laughs> pew, pew, too. Whoa. <laughs> we ran out of food. We don't know if we brought enough food. I don't. I can outrun you. For one mile. The old Air Force tape test is officially dead. Long live. The new tape test. This is uh, military.com. Airmen and guardians will no longer have to go through the dreaded abdominal tape test, but will have their waist and height measured to keep tabs on their physical health and physique under a new assessment, according to the Department of the Air Force. The Air Force and Space Force's new body composition program, first reported by military.com, will be implemented in April and use the waist to height ratio as a replacement for the old waist measurement portion of the physical assessment. I'm, I'm confused. So the, the, the waist tape measure has been gone. replaced by the waist. The waist is being replaced plus, by plus another. Plus. So they're adding two tape measures but acting as though they're getting rid of one. I think that it is, uh, it just goes to tell us how much we all have our act together. Uh, 
<laughs> I I have paced my husband and some other people on their fitness tests. And so I've been a part of seeing, you know, all the taping and all that stuff. And you watch, you know, the let's see how much I can suck it in. My God. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, the ratio. OK, super producer Holly writes, it's a ratio of ways to height. I think like they're just grasping for whatever they can, right? They're like, okay, the BMI thing didn't work out because it didn't make any sense. Now let's just, let's look at their shoe size and what they ate for breakfast. And again, back to that shoe size, you're awful fixated on the shoe size. Um, I, first of all, that was off recording. So oh. let's not <laughs> reference that for consistency's sake. Also, just for everyone else who's listening, my shoe size is a nine and a half, which is fairly big. I'm five foot six. So I'm walking around my boats. You can't tip her over. Can't tip me over much as you might try. <laughs> yeah, the BMI is weird because you see these like jacked linebackers in the NFL and they were considered obese. Yeah, it's not it, none of us like we have not followed through with a good program. Also, why is the Space Force taking this on? You are weightless in space, right? Stop. Stop. And your force readiness is going to include almost no hand-to-hand -hand combat oh, until the aliens come deaf and then you're yeah, going to be eating those words yeah but they're coming to us i think they're gonna they're gonna they're they're gonna be you don't better. think that we if there was a chance we would go to another planet to fight the aliens i think we would we have precedent <laughs> we gonna, go to other places <laughs> we're gonna preemptively whoop that alien ass all right <laughs> if they have one we don't know we'll have to measure it oh my gosh can we can we make an official Space Force? Yeah, we don't know if they have an ass. Um, <laughs> we make an, a, a, a TAL Space Force t-shirt. Oh, can't yeah. Wait, can't wait to it. whoop that alien ass. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear that. Let's They're do going it. on sale at convention this year. Probably not. Okay, we're going to rapid fire number. Pew, pew, pew. That's three. That's three pews. U.S. military enters new era of expanded parental leave by again by that great that great journalistic organization the american legion at legion.org military parents of newborns are entitled up to four times more parental leave depending on the rules under recently authorized national defense authorization act birth parents can now claim a maximum of 18 weeks of non-chargeable leave six more weeks than their previous benefit non-birth parents are entitled to 12 weeks up from three the new policy also allows service members to take parental leave in seven day increments if permitted by their commander so i was i was distracted by this whole birth parent versus non-birth parent i guess in it's a, like adopted yeah, or if 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 it's a, a traditional nuclear family, it's if they could have said the mother is the birth parent and the father is the non-birth parent, mm -hmm. or if it's adopted, there are no birth parents, so you're limited to that one. Very military languagey. Uh, yeah. What 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 do we think about this time well, off? I don't know. I as from what i've been told babies are they come out pretty self-sufficient so i'm yeah. it seems like a lot of time to be yeah. given to people i don't is the baby going to go get a job we're going to turn them all into gerber babies that's the only working baby i know and there's only one of them so maybe 
I think it's great. I think it's really good to to be supporting families. Um, I've never, I have a son, I have a stepson that I raised from when he was really little. We had full custody, but he was not a baby when I had him. So um, I think that's a lot of work. And I'm glad that people are able to take use of this. And I love what they put, they put in there. Uh, if the unit, you're allowed to take it incrementally, so you can do like onesie twosie days. Uh, but if the, if the commander's like, no, you cannot, if he's being a bit of a whoopsie daisy. <laughs> whoopsie daisy. <laughs> I was trying to think of not calling commanders a rude name. And I was like, all right, we're going with whoopsie daisy. I think we, I think we have Ashley's t-shirt. <laughs> we have Ashley's t-shirt. Don't be a whoopsie daisy. Don't be a whoopsie daisy. <laughs> It says if they they won't let you have it incrementally, you got to allow them to take the full 12 weeks. So it's funny that to me that they wrote that in because they knew that some people, some commanders were going to be whoopsie daisies. And they were like, you know what, we're going to make it so fine. Then you're going to be gone for the whole 12 weeks. And, it, you know, it's good. People should be able to sleep. And, you know, um, I think it's a, a it'll be a good program. What do you think? I I do think it's a, a, a good program. I I struggle with that the military isn't like corporate America. You can't hire a temp. Um, right. And so there, there's some struggles with that. Um, I mean, not in the Air Force. You guys, so many people, well-paid yeah. and cross-trained. We're doing, and, we're doing great. And, Thanks. And basically can do anything. Oh, no, I've got mm-hmm. that. I'll, uh, I'll skip the second half of my lunch break there, sir, and just uh, handle that. So, so that's when they have their nap time. They would never skip that. They would never. <laughs> that's part of their holistic. Yes. Wellness is nap time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think it's great for the child too to have that to ha- to recognize their parent. I think that that's a good thing. So that kid just better come out with skills. That's all I'm asking. You're getting right. 18 weeks. That kid better come out with skills. He better be able to low crawl, better be able to read. I want to see him in the AFIs. Uh, I don't... They better oh, at least be able to man a lemonade stand. I mean, do it. Yeah. Make some cash baby. Um, and then literal baby, literal baby. And then honestly, 18 years from then, I hope that they are writing down their name at maps to sign up because they got those 18 weeks. That's what I want to see. That's what I'm hoping from this program. I'll be like, my parents got 18 weeks of leave when I was a baby. As a result, sign me up to be an infantryman. Right. Please. All right. Uh, Any final thoughts or shout outs? I have none. Any final thoughts? I just want to tell you that I love you with all my heart and I I wish the best for you and your your family and your loved ones and, and your day and that I hope that all of your dreams come true. I know that was not for the alphas. It was just, that was for you. Just, just for me, the mm-hmm. alpha of alphas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, last episode, uh, super producer Holly didn't highlight the last sentence. So be sure to get that in this time. Oh my God. I will not stand for you abusing super producer. Abusing? Holly. I will stand in the way you will hit me before you hit her. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get up out of here you have a you have a family of your own to attend to i'm we're in different time zones ladies and gentlemen if you didn't know um there's still one more sentence um you ready yeah all right uh, let's 
Well, I was just going to let them know that we're in different time zones. So while you guys are trying to end your day, I'm about to get lunch hangry. So that's uh, that's right. And I'm about four tequilas in. So alphas, don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. Consume them calorie free. Please leave us a review and give us a five star rating. If you don't, I will come to your house and give you a stern whoopsie daisy talking to Leave us a five-star rating so the world knows how much you love us, which is a lot, but not enough for to make it weird, okay? Uh, if you have a guest recommendation, go to legion.org forward slash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We want to talk to them. We want to talk to you. I love you. I wish the best for you. Jeff, back to you in the studio. All right, alphas, you know what to do. You have a mission out there, and before you can get an alpha bill of rights, you need to uphold your alpha bill of responsibility, which is being awesome. And this week's this week's task in being awesome is making sure that you add to the alpha roster. There are too many betas. There are too many whoopsie daisies, as I just learned today out there. And we cannot have that. We need to saturate them with alpha awesomeness. So yeah. get on out there and do that and to make sure you have maximum time to get that done. I'm going to go ahead and declare season four, episode one, four. Three, mission complete.